Welcome to the Next Level Leadership Small Business Owner Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Vizanar. In this podcast, you'll learn the strategies, processes, and mindset to take you, your teams, and your organization to the next level. Hey there, and welcome to the show. As always, I hope you're having a fantastic day, and I'm your host, Ben Vizanal, and today we're talking all about branding. I recently had the pleasure of sitting down with Emily Corsi and Justin Foster, who are branding experts and the co-founders of Root & River, an intrinsic branding practice, and they have a little bit different take on branding and why traditional branding simply doesn't work anymore. So if you're struggling with your why, if you're struggling with your branding, or getting any kind of real traction out of your marketing, then this is definitely the episode for you. Let's listen in on the interview. Emily and Justin, welcome to the show. Thank you. We're happy to be here. Thanks, Ben. Awesome. We're so excited to have you. And I get a lot of questions, uh, you know, obviously around what I do with people and leadership development, but the second and third, probably most common question that I get revolve around marketing and human resources and I'm so excited to have you guys here today to talk about branding but for, for our listeners that don't know who you are please introduce yourselves and tell them a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do exactly absolutely so I'm Emily Sikorsi I'm the co-founder of Root and River and I, um, I'm a southwestern sort of a girl I wrote I grew up in Arizona um, had a background in um, journalism and communications, I'll say, in PR and marketing, and have been really, I guess, throughout all of that work, looking to uncover the true messages and the true uh, meaning of people's words and intentions. And it's that sort of desire, red thread throughout my life that led me to, to partner with Justin and to start Root and River uh, about three years ago now, and yeah. um, it's been such a wonderful journey, and this feels like the work I was meant to do. Yeah, and I, yeah, I grew up, um, I mentioned this because um, I'm proud of it, and also it's always good to, always good to point out uh, the, where your food comes from, but I grew up on a cattle ranch in eastern Oregon, and I've been, all, been to all 50 states, multiple countries, um, and along the way, I met Emily at a conference five and a half years ago, and we, we were sort of an accidental company, the way they came out of it. We just, our voices blended well together. But the thing that we united around initially is this idea that still unites us, is this idea that branding and marketing is kind of broken. It's kind of a, a broken brand um, unto, its, unto itself. And so we have this bold idea, well, what if somebody fixed it? And what if somebody fixed it by doing things that were more in internally based or soul based than the traditional shiny mythology that is um, old school branding and marketing. So um, that's a little bit about me. Awesome. Thank you guys. And, and I, I agree with you. There's a lot of noise and a lot of confusion around branding. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, obviously I've, by default, I know a little bit and I've obviously read up on it a little bit. And it depends on which book you pick up, which, you know, which direction you're going to go, because there's just so much noise out there. And we talked a little bit before the, the show and 
I know you guys told us sort of, you know, your approach and, and I'd like to hear a lot more about that because you take a little bit different perspective when it comes to branding over traditional branding. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, Ben, we're weird. We're definitely weird. <laughs> we love that about ourselves. <laughs> so our approach is extremely different. We believe that all great brands are spiritual experiences. And so we practice what we call intrinsic branding. And in that practice, we are coaching and modeling that form of connecting with an audience. And essentially, in the 20th century, branding was the exact opposite of that. It was extrinsically based. So it was looking at the market and trying to figure out what did they want to hear? And let's, let's just create a message or let's create an entire identity, a Marlboro man or Betty Crocker, a character that represents what we think the audience wants. And let's mold around that. And culture didn't really matter. The way that leaders behave didn't really matter because none of that was very visible to the public. And so this method of creating this false reality or manufactured reality was really how branding was done um, in the 20th century. In the 21st century, because of the technology age and because of transparency and because of many other factors, changing of the audience and demographics shifts and social shifts, you cannot do that anymore. It's ineffective. Although many, many, many organizations still practice that way, but we are part of a movement to build brands from the inside out. And that takes a deep dive into the soul of the business, into the hearts of the leaders and the, it takes also a pause, some time to reflect on what the business mission is, what its deeper standards are and beliefs are. And that's the work that we like to do. It's almost excavating work and then articulating and putting it into practice. So on the one hand, we're very spiritual about it and about the meaning of it. And then on the other hand, we're very practical about how you speak this language of the brand, you practice branding every day. And my uh, take a couple of things, I mean, that was very eloquent. So I won't add much there, Ben, but um, I would just say that we, we don't work with a certain type of industry. Um, we've done everything from rebranding cities to hospitals, to banks, to logistics companies. Um, what we work with is a certain kind of leader and we call this leader a defier. And a defier really has multiple traits, but the biggest one is they feel called to use their business or brand to make a dent in the universe. So it's not that they're, um, it's not that they're not worried about profits and leads and you know customer acquisition, all that stuff. It's just that it's all to serve a bigger thing than just the business itself. And that takes a certain type of branding that where you can't have the sh- sort of shiny huckster. Um, a myth- mythological brand. You need to show them who you truly are. So sometimes the shorthand for this is that we say we we build your brand around love and trust. So love is how you treat people, and trust is how they feel about you. Um, and if you build your brand around love and trust, then you are going to be able to do things in the marketplace, including make mistakes now and again that you could never purchase with advertising or traditional marketing. Let's just kind of unpack something you guys talked about. So you talk about being spiritual, taking a spiritual approach to branding versus, you know, the old the old school approach. Tell me why is it 
or why do you believe I should say, why is it important to be, have a spiritual approach when it, when we talk about branding? That's a great question, Ben. Um, it's important to have a spiritual approach when we talk about branding because businesses we've, we've relegated them or segregated them to this idea that they're all logic based and they're based on solely on profits and, and margin and things like that. And we've, we've sort of tried to remove the humanity from them in a lot of cases, um, widely influenced by sort of the industrial mindset of after the turn of the century that rose. And um, that's not reality because businesses are made up of people who are humans with, with hearts and with minds and with souls and, and spirits and energy and all of these things. And it's all put into the brick into the brand, into the business. And so when we, when we kind of look at it through this frame of, of non-spiritual, it's just not accurate. Uh, what we choose to do with our lives, the work that we choose to pursue, it makes up the majority of our lives for most of us. So these are very important decisions. They reflect our deeper motivations, our deeper beliefs. And when we tap into them, and here's the, here's the juicy part, when you tap into that, and you understand the alignment that already exists between why you're here on this planet, what you're here to do during your lifetime, and the work you're doing today, and you understand that, that red thread that runs from that meaning into the work you're doing, it becomes a flywheel of energy and a flywheel of connection with your audience. And you can speak from a place and teach from a place, teach your audience, inspire your audience from a place of natural natural flow. And that's what we hope to get our clients to. Yeah. All great brands, Ben, have a soul. You can see it. You can feel it. Um, that's why we say all great brands are spiritual experiences. We don't mean that through a religious context. Um, we mean it through this feeling that happens when you bring three things into synchronicity, like a three-piece band, and that's your culture, your offering and your um, and your and your language, and you bring those into synchronicity. You get this feeling. So brands like Patagonia or Chick Fil A or Yeti, um, they they all um, live out this idea that it's they're not just selling a thing. Like one of our favorite campaigns that we see Southwest do is if if without a heart, it's just a machine. And that's a you know that's true with any business. And so we're not for everybody. If a, if an owner, a small business owner, an executive, if that's not of interest to them, that's fine. That's that's what ad agencies are for. They'll, they they do that kind of work. We work with people that do believe that their brand has a soul and they want to show it to the world. What I kind of heard out of all that is, it you got to have a passion and you got to be authentic for what you stand for when you talk about branding. Is that kind of sum it up? I think it's deeper than be accurate. Yeah, I think that's, I think, yes, that's accurate, but those are more outcomes. They're the fruit, uh, pa you know, passion, uh, you know, passion trails conviction. It's really, you have to have a conviction that this thing that you're here to do with your business, especially if you're a small business owner is bigger than the business itself. Um, that's kind of the essence of it is conviction and conviction when when can be can can be converted to wisdom, it, it, then it converts to authenticity. But it's the conviction is the kind of the root idea of of what drives 
the type of people we work with to build their brand this way rather than the old way. Hey gang, this episode is brought to you by Mophie. As most of you know, I've worked in the wireless industry for nearly two decades and I've seen a lot of cheap, crummy accessories and I've seen a lot of great ones. Mophie is definitely one of the great ones. Mophie is the number one selling battery case manufacturer in North America and you don't get to be number one by making junk. Mophie products are well made and outperform all others. If you're like me and a lot of other people, you probably rely on your phone to keep you connected throughout the day. And power is always an issue. Well, not with Mophie. Mophie has the products and accessories to keep you connected. Check them out. I left a link in the show notes. And if you use the link, I might get to make a couple of dollars. So I greatly appreciate it. It's what keeps the show going. And again, I really do appreciate you using the affiliate link. If you're having problems getting the show notes on whatever app you're using to listen to the show on, you can also find the show notes and all the episodes at visanaconsulting.com forward slash category forward slash podcast. That's visanaconsulting.com forward slash category forward slash podcast. And make sure to join our Facebook group. By joining, you'll get outtakes and special content to help you and your business grow. And unlike other Facebook groups, it's totally free. You can click the link in the show notes or simply search for us on Facebook as the Next Level Leadership and Small Business Owner Group. Now back to the show. Okay. Okay. So let, if you guys have some case studies, some examples, you can use those, but let's just go hypothetical for a second. So say we have a small business owner. It can be, I don't know, whatever they own a muffin shop or they, they own a, a paint body shop, but how would you, what, what's sort of the, maybe the first piece of advice you would give, say that small business owner starting out, what, where should they begin when they start thinking about branding with your approach? Absolutely. So they should really begin with what are they here to do through this business and uh, through their own life? What are they here to do that only they can do? What is the deeper mission that they are trying to achieve? So we often work with our clients to uncover this mission. And just to be clear about it, it's not a mission statement. It's not that long, boring run-on sentence that people construct in meetings that go on for far too long. Um, but this is like a three to five words of what you're here to do that only you can do. So I'll use Root and River as an example. So our mission is to inspire leaders to go inward. So that's almost our bottom line and our top line. It's the bigger thing that we are trying to achieve in the world. And more and more, if you look at um, large brands, they are putting their mission out there. Um, and they, the mission is often again, above and below the business model, because nobody really cares about your business model. But when you invite people into a mission, that's where you begin to attract a, a larger audience and a more committed group of customers, whether that's in a tire shop um, or followers, if it's in something that's a little bit bigger uh, in a social movement or in a larger organization. So I would, we would direct them to really begin to consider what are they doing in their business? What are they here to do to achieve? If they, um, you know, one of the scenarios that we often say is let, let's say that the business is a smashing success and you don't really have to, to worry about it. Let's say it's sort of a flywheel of, of success. Now, what are you going to tackle? in the world. And those kinds of conversations and those kinds of inquiries often will reveal that deeper mission. Yeah. And I would also say um, that once you have your mission, kind of the natural or the next progression of that, as it relates to let's like the scenario that you use, Ben, is, is an understanding about what business you're, you're really in. Um, 
the term we use is spherical thinking. So it's, it's easy to say, well, we're a body shop. That's the business that we're in. But really, you are in the business of the feeling that you give your customers. That's the business you're in. And you get to articulate what that is. So um, that takes, this is why our mission is to inspire leaders to go inward. Concepts like cont contemplative thinking, critical thinking, philosophy, those are those are that which used to be commonplace in America and, and even in American business. You know, many of America's greatest business people in the 19th and 20th century were very were philosophers. In order to to really brand yourself around your mission and this the business that you're really in, there's a level of contemplativeness and courage to go inward, rather than look at marketing and branding as some sort of outward fix all. Um, or, or a business necessity or a cost center. It's, uh, it's deeper than that, which requires you to go inside to do it, which is what we do. We help you facilitate that in that, that discussion with you or your partners or your team to, find, to dig into these things. We don't ever ask our clients to do it alone. That's what, that's what we're here to help them do. I like what Emily said about mission statements. I think that's uh, a lot of companies, they still, that's the first thing they do. Let's get together and create a mission statement. You know, we're going to be the best muffin makers on the block. And that really, and I think it's, it's not new, really. It's been going on probably the last 20 or 30 years. I've worked for a lot of organizations and I've worked with a lot of organizations. And I'm sure you guys have seen it too. There's still that mission statement on the wall and half the employees in the building couldn't even tell you what it is. Mm -hmm. Correct. Yep. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. it's all it's usually got, printed. Yeah, it's usually got dust <laughs> all the way around it. And, yep, you know. exactly. That's why we <laughs> say yeah, it's I'd a simple thing for your listeners to do with if the, if they've done that work. And a lot of companies, you know, mission statements. A lot of people have done it in some form. You know, maybe they took a workshop or something. Is if your mission statement has the word "and" in it, it's not a mission because missions are singular. And if you don't believe it, it's not a mission. If you don't believe it, if you don't feel it in your bones, then it's just a piece of paper with some words on it. I agree. I agree. And you mentioned Patagonia earlier, and that's a, a really great example of, I think, where you, what you're talking about when you talk about that spiritual, that, and it's not a religious thing. It's just more of a, an internal drive versus an external drive. That's correct. Uh, correct. So awesome. So, so we've got our, our mission, not our mission statement, but we have our mission. So what's the next step? that you would recommend a small business owner take as they start down that path of branding? So we would recommend that a business owner now turns their attention to their belief set. And we believe in every organization there are a set of five one word beliefs that the business is really rooted in. And again, not very earth shattering, but a lot of times when people and business owners go in and they begin to kind of do this sort of internal looking at them, their sel themselves or looking at the business and say, oh yeah, let's say integrity and honesty. And it's a very surface level discussion. So we would encourage people to go a bit deeper. And we would say one question that we often ask our clients is, what do you believe that no one ever had to teach you? What would you spill blood over? What would you agree to be incarcerated to uphold? And really getting down to a deep level set of what their, if they are the business owner and leader, what their personal belief set is. Again, as human beings, we, we try to segment, we try to, to silo ourselves away and separate the work self from the 
a home self or the spiritual self, but it's all one self. And these beliefs are at play today in your business. They are why you get frustrated with a new employee who doesn't seem to get it. Um, and they wire directly to practical things in your business. So to identify them, to begin to identify what those five beliefs are, is going to help you operationally down the road. But you really, you can't, this can't be an exercise of, oh yeah, that sounds good. And yeah, that's, that'll look nice on the door. This has to be a, a deep questioning for you to uncover those, those five beliefs. Beliefs drive the brand um, way more than we realize. Even a, this is why we say that you know everybody's got a brand, even if you don't don't work on it. It's just, it's uh, it's there, and its roots are in these beliefs, um, and they manifest themselves as behaviors and standards, and that, and then what that produces is this feeling that brands have, and it's um, you know we're sensitive to it as consumers, regardless of the industry. We have pretty high expectations of how to be treated. And you can trace a, a, a failure, a brand failure, like a customer service failure or a, or a product failure. You can inevitably trace it back to either squishy beliefs or undefined beliefs. Uh, leaders that know what they believe in and they feel it in their bones, like we said, they, they, ha it, 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 they have a lot more wisdom, a lot more insight, a lot more emotional intelligence. They're better strategic thinkers. Um, they have clarity. They have all of these things that business owners need in order to be successful. It begins with being able to articulate what you actually believe in. And it's not just about what you stand for, right? But also what you're willing not to stand for. Would you, would you agree with that? Completely. And often that's an easier place to start. So just from a neurological basis, we are much better able to identify what we want to avoid and the things that we disagree with. Um, our brain is super efficient at that than what we necessarily espouse or have affinity toward. So to begin by looking at what is aggravating to us or what makes us just downright angry of what repels us, that's really a kind of can be a very good place to start. But then we kind of try to reverse engineer into the positive. Um, but absolutely, um, that's a very powerful tool. Awesome. So we've got our mission and then we've got our, our five one word beliefs. What's, what's the next step? and so are creating next, our personal brand. The next step would be to begin to put both of those into sort of everyday language or to play the matching game between that set of beliefs that you have and what we call standards. So standards come right off of beliefs. You could sit down and you could look at each standard and say, okay, I believe in trust. So, or I believe in, let's say, um, no, let's say trust. How does that play out in my business? How is it already playing out? Uh, whenever we work with a client, they're always like, oh, you know what? I always say this. I, I'm, all, I'm forever reminding people of this. You know, go the extra mile or do whatever you have to do. Those statements that we make in our business every day, again, they're revealers of our deeper belief set. But it's a matter of codifying those standards and correlating them, whether it's directly or loosely with your, seat, your, your set of beliefs. So if the next time you say, well, we believe in trust and that's why I want you to go the extra mile for this client because 
going the extra mile is, is part of how we live out this set of beliefs. And now, once you have that set of standards, you can begin using those in every conversation. Internally, it helps establish and codify the internal culture, but externally with the customers and the market as well. And these little standards, these phrases are mantras as we like to see them, uh, are extremely powerful with audiences. And they, they really, because they reflect the, the actual culture, they resonate and are carried forward in their conversations. What we're trying to get to here, Ben, is a solid foundation for your word of mouth and making those words of mouth very, very organic to what's already going on, but in a way that is codified so it's repeatable and it's just bringing the consciousness level of everybody in the organization to a higher level so they can all be participants in the branding process. And so taking, playing off of that, because this work of what's up my mission, beliefs, behavior, standards, yes, it sounds a bit esoteric, but it's like showing your work. It's the, it's the inner work. It's picking the rocks out of the field before you plant the seed. The ultimate goal here with brand is that flywheel that Emily talked about earlier, which kind of goes to this. If you have to pay for advertising for you to get attention, there's something wrong. Now, are there exceptions to that? Yes, if you, everybody knows who you are, then advertising is a good reminder. But, but both of us have worked with lots of small business. I've been doing this since 2003. And they, I, we see a lot of them thinking that they're establishing a brand with the radio ads, the print ads, the mailers, the whatever, and nobody's paying attention um, because uh, if they would have taken those resources and the mantra that we teach our clients is pay for retention, not attention, take those same dollars, those same dollars and spend it on the customer experience or employee training or employee benefits or something. And you are going to have a far higher ROI than running a radio ad, for example. Awesome. So, so we've got sort of our brand. Is there, is there more steps to it, Emily, or is this kind of, that's a really good yeah that's a really good starting point those those three mission beliefs and standards are a great starting point for your brand awesome so what what justin was saying so then this is kind of where the meat and potatoes come together right or the the rubber hits the road so now that you've got your construct or an idea of what your brand is and who you are and what you look like how how does one go about getting that into the world. If you're a new business just starting out and, and I kind of, uh, I shouldn't say I agree with you, but I have, a, I have personal views on, on advertising and we won't get into that. But <laughs> if you have that brand, how do you, how do you, how do you launch it into the world where you, you know, you, you, you take your flag and say, here I am, come see me. What, what do you advise a new business to do once they have that sort of identified? So you, you start having conversations Really, and it starts with the people, of course, that, that are working uh, alongside of you. Even if you're a solopreneur, you've got partners, maybe you have people that you're beginning to do the work with at an early stage. And instead of talking about, our, our, so our default setting is to talk about products and services and price point and talk about the really the business model. But again, nobody cares about your business model. What they care about is why you do what you do. So in the process that we we recommend is really honing that message of why you do what you do. And it's a, it, it springs from all these building blocks and, and you share that with people, you know, to Justin's earlier example of the tire shop, you know, 
we're not in the changing your tires business. We're in the keeping your family safe business, or we're in the safeguarding our driving, safeguarding our streets business. That's why I'm doing it. And so here's my shop. And these are some of the services that we offer. So it's switching the way that you talk about the business from a what answer to a why answer. And Simon Sinek has written on this extensively. His book, Start With Why, or the TED Talk, Start With Why, really gets into this. And it was a jumping off point for us. But when you take what courage you have inside of you to really kind of disrupt the, the normal flow of conversation and you begin to talk about these deeper things, why you're here, what you're doing, what your mission is, it will draw people to you in a way that uh, it, you can't get when you're simply talking about products or services. And then you can take that. Once you have that message, that language of your brand, um, we would say to folks is there's three buckets and um, they're kind of the three proverbial legs of the milking stool. Um, and number one is, uh, is relationships. So relationships um, are relationships with your neighbors, with your employees. Um, of a, a friend and, and a, an awesome, built an awesome brand in Idaho. Um, uh, uh, he was in the disaster recovery business and um, his whole brand was built on the fact that he made an effort to connect with everyone that he met, knowing that in the modern economy, everyone is a prospect or an influencer until they reveal otherwise. Um, the second is the experience. And this is where it gets a little divided unnecessarily is that your employees should feel the same about your business as your clients. Your vendors should also be factored in there and certainly your influencers in the community. And so those are based off of experiences and experiences are like using feedback loops, like asking short, quick survey questions or it experiences like trying to find little ways to infuse delight or joy into what would be otherwise a you know benign purchase. Using the tire shop as an example, Les Schwab up in the Northwest is famous because their, their service techs run out to the vehicle to meet you. They don't come moseying out there, they, they run out with their clipboard ready to do business with you. And then the third one, Ben, is content. You gotta tell your story, whether that's online through blog posts, social media, or offline through, um, through or, or, or online through email marketing. It's, there's a mix of content that is right for every business. And there's no set formula, uh, contrary to popular opinion. Not everybody has to do the same thing. Every business is a little bit different around a content strategy that's gonna work for them. But the essence of it is you gotta build systems to tell your story again and again and again and again to produce that, um, that consciousness that Emily talked about earlier. Awesome. And I like something you had said, uh, Emily, when you talked about, you know, creating and, and, and Justin, you kind of touched on with the, the inbound. Uh, I've, I've done outside sales. I've done retail. I've done a lot of things that I can tell you from experience. And I think this is what, where you guys are going with it. Is that inbound leads are always so much easier and so much more enjoyable interaction than having to do that outbound. Right. And that's, that's traditional marketing, right? Commercials, mm -hmm. advertising, you, you guys want to create a brand around trying to generate that inbound prospect, correct? Exactly, yes. Yeah. 
and our, you know, my background's in sales too. I'm, as far as I know, the only oh. some of the rare branding guys that came out of sales, and I, so I have a, an, a, um, a strong bias for the fact that marketing is for lead generation, and the holy grail of lead generation is a referral. Um, and I know, not to speak for you, M, but just as an example here, with Emily's journalism background, is this bias for story. Like, where's the story? Because that's what captures this, the attention of people. And what's different now in the new world versus the old world is we, no one needs you. There's, it, they, uh, there's a lot of branding companies. So we're very aware of that. And there's a lot of podcasts and there's a lot of everything. Everything. So we, it, since er, when everything is a commodity, the differentiation is the spirit or soul of the brand. That's what becomes a differentiator, not the speeds and feeds and the products and services and the, even the systems are all pretty much commoditized now too. Um, and that's a, so that's a, a much different way of looking at this through the lens of, you know, an ad spend or checking a box saying, yeah, we got a website or email marketing doesn't work because I tried it or, or whatever, whatever the reasons are that the, there's been a massive shift in how the world responds responds to to you as a as a brand guys before we move on we're kind of wrapping up we're running out of time is there anything else that you would like to touch on before we go with regard to what you guys do and just in general about branding? yeah i think it's really important for um small business owners all the way up to to people that work in the corporate space or leaders to understand that we have thought about branding as attracting as many people as possible to the brand that's the way that we approach it what do I have to do? I got to bring everybody into my website or everybody into my store. And we invite you to think about it from a completely different perspective, that the most effective way to brand is to attract, of course, but also at the same time, you are repelling. So we want to think about who we want to repel from our business. And typically, most distractions and uh, cost centers come in the form of opportunities. So clients who are not aligned with what you believe and they're not aligned with, with the service that you want to provide, and they're not aligned with your mission, are going to cost you much more time, energy, aggravation, and even disruption into your internal systems. And so if we can repel those people before they even darken our doorway, then we're being very effective as a brand. Now that requires you as the business owner to be comfortable and to be courageous with speaking in a way that puts your belief set or your standards or your mission or that, that why-based message out first and in front and consistently. So on your website is the same message that, is on, that you speak to a prospect or client. Um, you know, we believe, you'll notice that that's how we started out the interview today. We believe that all great brands are spiritual experience. That's our root belief. And so we, we really want to think about attracting, of course, but I would challenge your audience to think about how you want to repel as well and how you can do that with the words that are, that you're choosing to use. And I would end my comments, uh, Ben, with this is one of my favorite uh, books and favorite quotes is uh, John Eldridge in the book Wild at Heart. And there's a line in there, which is, let the world feel the weight of who you truly are and let them figure it out. So we would take that and look at that through the lens of branding and say, let the world feel the weight of who you truly are as a brand and let them figure it out. Um, which means tell the truth, uh, tell the truth, be direct, 
don't BS people. Don't um, don't don't try to don't don't try to be pretentious because it doesn't work anymore. Just let them feel the weight of your awesomeness. Let them feel the weight of what you believe in. And when they do that, the market will respond. Um, and as, as Emily said, it will lead to some repulsion, but it will lead to so much more attraction of the people that you're looking for anyway. Well said. Uh, do you guys, I know you guys have a process. Do you, do you do any workshops around your branding or is it just one-on-one -on -one with client work? We do offer workshops. They're called Brand Labs, and um, people can visit our website and click on Brand Lab. We offer them virtually and a few live every year as well. Um, so that's a great way for people to get a little bit more in-depth with these concepts, and they're always very interactive. So you'll sit down and put pen to paper as well during those workshops. And then we do offer one-to-one -one, uh, con con coaching, brand coaching for for businesses, um, we take them through what's a process called brand discovery, um, and those—that's an immersive experience to build lifetime value into the brand. Like the, the, so, you can settle in and codify some of these things, like mission and message and standards and whatnot. So you don't have to do it again. So you can focus on the business. Uh, and yes, so we offer those as well. Uh, where can our listeners learn a little more about you or, or find you if they want to connect with you? We invite your listeners to connect with us by going to rootandriver.com and as well as connecting with us on the on social media at root and river is our handle. And then our personal handles as well. Mine is at Emily at large. And mine is at foster thinking. And we have an awesome newsletter uh, that goes out every couple of weeks. It's, always chock full of stuff. And if you want to learn more about brand labs, you can just go click on the brand lab tab uh, on the root and river website. And show notes um, so that if our listeners want to connect with you guys, they can hunt you guys down. Uh, <laughs> Justin, Emily, thank you so much for being here today. I can't say it enough. I appreciate it. And I appreciate it. Excuse me. And I'm sure that our listeners learned a great bit. You're welcome. Thank you for having us, Ben. Thanks, Ben. Not a problem. Anytime you guys are always welcome back. And to our listeners, hope that you learned at least one thing today that will help take you to the next level. Hey, thanks for listening today. For more episodes, make sure to click the subscribe button below and check out our blog for other impactful information that might be of interest to you at visanotconsulting.com forward slash blog. That's Vizina, V as in victory, E-Z-I-N-A, consulting.com slash blog. If you have a question or would like to suggest a topic for a future episode, you can email us at podcast at vizanaconsulting.com. That's podcast at vizanaconsulting.com. I'm your host, Ben Vizina, and I'll see you next time on the Next Level Leadership Small Business Owner Show.